Smartcast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money, and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Casey Kingery is the breakthrough queen. She has broken through many generational cycles in her own life, including overcoming an addiction to alcohol, and is an expert in supporting others to create lasting breakthroughs in their own lives. Casey uniquely applies the ancient wisdom of yoga to enable healing and empowering coaching principles to come alive in her own life and in the lives of her clients. Her teachings and perspectives are known for helping people understand themselves more deeply And with that understanding, they create new patterns that lead to a life of greater connection, joy, and abundance. Settle in for the wisdom drops throughout this episode as Casey and I explore how much of our paths resonate. Welcome, Casey, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you, Bindi. I'm so, so happy to be here. Now, you're joining us all the way from Minnesota in the States. Uh, For those who don't know you and what you do, can you go ahead and tell us? Yes, I am a yoga teacher and I'm a breakthrough coach. I like to work with people in the mind, body, and spirit and see how all of those interface together to create really true and lasting change. Mm. And so it's so appropriate that we're here together today, obviously, uh, for the work that you do. Now, a breakthrough coach, you know, there's all kinds of coaches uh, that that are out there nowadays. Uh, What exactly does a breakthrough coach do? Thank you. What a wonderful question. You know, as a breakthrough coach, you know, I'm coming from my own personal experience. And so, you know, I had my own breakthrough in my own life when it comes to alcohol abuse, essentially. And I, I, you know, I was raised in a home and raised just sort of in a world that had a lot of alcohol in it. And so I just kind of thought that that's the way that life was. And so I drank for the better part of 20 years as an adult. And, you know, all of the sort of solutions and pathways out of alcoholism generally sort of have the, the the root belief at the center that once an addict, you're always an addict. And, and while that's scientifically true in some ways, I, 
I just believe that healing is more profound than that. And I truly believe that people are meant to come here and work through in yoga, we would call it our karma, to learn the lessons and to evolve and move forward. But I do not believe that people are essentially here to roll around in their own crap until they die. Mm. You know, I certainly wasn't interested in that. And so what I do with people is I help people to really like interface with something in their life. A lot of people, it happens to be alcohol, but I work with people. It doesn't really matter what the obstacle is. It could be their relationship to perfectionism, their relationship, um, the way they are in relationships. Um, it can be their, their, the way they see their bodies and their body image or their relationship to food. Um, I help people to break through these cycles that have really kept them immobilized in the past. Sort of once and for all, not that it's a magic pill or anything, but really this belief that anything can be transcended or transmuted and that we're really put on this earth to ultimately know happiness and to really thrive. And I'm just not interested in spinning around in my crap forever. And I really am not interested in, in others doing that either. And mm. so that's what a breakthrough coach means to me is that you can really punch through the obstacles and move on and live a life of real freedom and brilliance. Mm. Uh, and there's so much to unpack there, Casey. Um, uh, firstly, um, I, I completely hundred percent agree with you. Like, um, you know, any addiction, any, uh, thing that we're using to numb something, um, we need to get to the root of what we're trying to numb, right? I've been there too. Um, and just this week I had a breakthrough where I was like, you know, like when you, 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 I said to someone yesterday, we're so good at clouding our own vision. And that's exactly what I was doing. And someone showed me, I, I actually sat with a coach this week and I had I don't, I'm not the kind of person who's great to coach, by the way. Um, and so <laughs> I sat with this coach for 20 minutes and by the time I walked out, I'd had a breakthrough. I saw what my problem had been for the last four months and I just went, oh, it was right in front of your face the whole time. So I think that <clears throat> when we can get real with what's at the root of what we're trying to numb, what we're trying to hide from, all the things we don't want to deal with, that's where we have that true healing and we get that breakthrough and we get that true change, right? A thousand percent. And I think it, it comes with this willingness of really being able to look at yourself. Mm. And in the yoga world, which is the lens that I do a lot of this work through, um, there's this concept called avidya, where in yoga, anything that has an A on the front of it negates the word. And, and vidya, V-I-D-Y-A, in the yogic philosophy, is our ability to be with life as it is, mm. to meet life on life's terms. And the yoga defi defines avidya as our inability to actually be with life as it is. And so, so much of this breakthrough process I have found is just facing yourself and looking yourself in the eyeballs and not shying away from what you see there, facing yourself with understanding and compassion, but this real ability to sort of scan your life and see it for what it really is. Mm. And, you know, it, it can be so easy for us to just hide, you know, and not face it. But I, I, I don't know about you, but for me, I think that's like once you get that breakthrough, it is the most relieving thing. It's like a weight has come off you. It's like you're reborn. Um, if people can just get courageous to get curious 
um, and and face their shit basically. Um, this is where they can have that relief and and live a whole new life. Courageous to face their shit. That's really <laughs> the whole thing, isn't it? And um, we live in this world that really conditions us not to do so. You know, we really live in this world that conditions us to look outside of ourselves, to blame shift, to um, not take accountability or responsibility. And I say these things like it's like take responsibility, but it really doesn't have to be that way. It's just this like ability to sort of be imperfect and to allow yourself to be seen as imperfect. And there's so much, like you said, relief and compassion that can come with that. But there are a lot of barriers in our society. Perfectionism being one, holding up these outer images being another. You know, we're really conditioned to follow and, 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 and hold up the status quo. So even to get to this place of courageousness and, and responsibility, it's like we've got to really kind of sort through a lot of crap, even just to get to that place, I find. Mm, and it's almost as though society uh, makes healing look a certain way. You know, it's got to be a certain way. Or, you know, let's just put a Band-Aid on it and it'll be fine. But it's messy and it's, it's, it tends to be cyclical. Um, and it's not a straight line. Uh, and I think if you can have the courage to just jump in, um, that's where it can start to change. And so, Casey, for you, um, for the people that you work with, what kind of change are you seeing in people in, in what you do with them? You know, I see just these paradigm shifts of like, this is how I always thought that life was. And therefore this is how I always thought that life would be. But by drilling down to some of these beliefs, it's like people don't understand that they can change the way they think. And, and, and again, it's, it's not just the thoughts, it's the relationship between the thoughts and then the emotional quality that that creates in the body. And so it's this loop between the two, but, um, I, I think what I'm able to show people is the way that their inner wiring is really impacting them at any given time. And again, these are things that it's like when, when you're inside of your own experience, it's so difficult to see and it feels murky and twisted and historic and heavy. And sometimes it's hard to see your way out of your own cave. And so, you know, I think just by bringing people's awareness to this granular sort of inner workings, you know, my, one of the things that I like to say in, in, in my business all the time is like, everyone wants to change what's going on out there in the world. Like so many people come to me with this like desperation of, of what's happening and, and this sort of helpless feeling about, you know, what do we do with all that out there? But, but what, what the stance that I really take is that, you know, as above, so below, as within, so without. And so everything we're experiencing out there when we watch the news or interface with our communities, it's really these reflections of what's happening inside of us on a micro level. And so, and, and I know from the work that I do with transformation, and I'm, no, I'm sure you know this also, is that, you know, if you drill that down even further, that you know, we're always very consumed with our actions as humans. What am I going to do about it? But really the actions are fueled by the thoughts and feelings. So if we can even dig deeper than the actions and go granular with these thoughts and emotions and how they weave into your personality, into the narrative that you're telling about your life, it's like then that outer world might not seem so daunting or overwhelming or gosh, where do I even start? Because then it's really like, this is the how of how to become the change that you seek, you know, is really granularly 
diving into yourself, finding that awareness and then shifting your perspective. And most people are expecting this great big, oh, you know, pie in the sky revelation. And sometimes it comes that way, but mostly it's these little micro shifts again and again and again and again. And then you wake up one day and you're like, holy cow, how did I reach almost five years being alcohol free, move across the country with my partner at the age of 45 when I've never lived with someone before? You know, it's like you just wake up one day and you have this whole new life really by by just examining these little microcosms on the inside. Mm. <clears throat> and it comes to something that I often say is we are the stories we tell ourselves. Um, you know, it's all about changing that narrative and turning the page and writing a whole new story. Uh, but it, one thing underneath all that, Casey, is, you know, for anybody to even get real with any of this is to be conscious, you know, like we can we can just be on autopilot all the time and, and that's where the bad behaviours slip in. Um, but when we're conscious and aware, self-aware of our behaviours, our thoughts, our actions on a, on a consistent basis, that's where we can actually start to be more present and actually change um, those beliefs and behaviours. That's so beautiful that you bring up consciousness. I mm. mean, it's so key. You know, I, I operated, you know, I operated under a lot of shame and a lot of despair while I was drinking. So for a good 20 years, and the story that I kept telling myself was that I was broken, mm. that I needed to be fixed, that I needed to be changed. And that's kind of what I tried to do for a long time. But then I've come to realize since giving up alcohol and things have really crystallized for me is that I didn't really need changing. I just needed to understand myself. I just needed that awareness, that consciousness, bringing things into the light that had categorically lived in the darkness, you know, just bringing them to the surface in and of itself, creating that awareness. You know, so many of my clients say, just this awareness is worth working with you. Like, even if we don't like figure out what to do about it, which we always do, but the awareness in and of itself can be, such a healing agent just right there. Mm, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've seen, um, you know, people change uh, or they'll just do it for a short amount of time and then they'll slip back. And, you know, uh, the whole premise of this show, um, as you know, Casey, is the change starts within us. So any change we want to see outside of us has to begin inside of us. Um, so, you know, if we can stick with that consistency and it's that applied action over and over again, um, you know, any coach is going to tell you that, right? <clears throat> oh, yes. Repetition is the key. And so, and especially when it comes to pattern change is understanding how the repetitive behaviors committed or contributed rather to the pattern that you want to change and then being able to upgrade, up-level those patterns. And since you brought up consciousness, one thing that I think is really important to sort of draw into the light is that, that, that becoming conscious sometimes has to start with the places that were unconscious. Mm. And so a lot of the work that I do with my clients, there's the somatic aspect with the body, there's the emotional aspect that I would consider the nervous system, but then there's the, the mental aspect that comes with your with your thoughts. And you, you've probably heard this. If I'm if I'm able to just share this, this this is something that I felt was so profoundly helpful for me. Um, is that your subconscious mind, which of course is formed in early early adolescence, you sort of make rules about life 
from, you know, the age until zero, zero to seven, you make rules about life before you even really know what those rules mean. And then the whole rest of your life is dictated by those subconscious rules, which I just think is amazing. The body and the mind are so amazing. But something that I've learned is that your subconscious mind, it doesn't actually store your memories chronologically. It stores your memories in pictures and images. And your subconscious mind categorizes those, not again in order per se, but in bundles according to the way they made you feel. And so each of us have these subconscious bundles that are essentially packaged together and running in the background behind the scenes. And so, you know, people use the word trigger. I like to use the word activation. You know, so when something happens to you in real time, it's about what's happening right now. But what happens is essentially that whole bundle gets tugged on Right. And so you've got these big bundles of disappointment or these big bundles of resentment or these big bundles of feeling like a victim in life. The the change for me really comes when we can unbundle all of that and change the way your subconscious interfaces with these unconscious expressions. And then you travel that thread through from the mind to the emotions and we carry that thread thread through from the emotions to the the physical body. So I just kind of geeked out on the whole thing (laughs) for myself there. But I think that there's so many layers to the mind that, that people just don't know about, you know, we know how our cars work. We know how to, to change all these appliances around our house. We know how to build things, but most people don't even know what the, the real true function of their own brain is. Mm. Most people don't know how their feelings are created and how dominant they are when it comes to our experience, you know? And so it's really fun for me to sort of bring all of these things into light and help people as adults to say, oh, geez, these are the missing pieces about how I'm wired now that I know this about myself, wow, I can really, I can really do something different here. And, you know, I think that's the root of our whole conversation here, Casey, is that we just don't know ourselves. We just don't know ourselves. And that's okay, apparently. (laughs) Um, We just don't know ourselves. And, you know, like you, I'm, I'm super curious. I'm, I'm a science nerd as well. And, I just love geeking out on knowing all the stuff that, you know, our body can do, uh, particularly our brain. Like it's fascinating. I um, And I'm going to drop a little promo for another podcast here that is a big favourite of mine, um, which is Huberman Lab. I'm not sure if you've ever listened to it. Um, absolutely love it. Andrew Huberman from Stanford University. Love it. Um, the stuff I've learned about my brain in the last few weeks while I'm driving the car. <laughs> fascinating um but this is it we can we can change so much once we learn about ourselves and you know we we just seem to be these meat suits that just show up and and just go through the motions you know um and how do you help people connect with that part of themselves now I know you're talking about the the different levels of the brain you also teach yoga as well how do you bring the movement and uh, the body side to join the brain. Mm, beautiful. Um, well, you know, it's in the yoga space, really this all convert converges through the mechanism of the breath. Mm. And so the breath is really the unifying agent. But I think that what I do in the yoga space is, is something that, that maybe is a little bit different. I really use the yoga space to educate and to, and to open up 
potential pathways for people to connect with themselves in the space. You know, I have so many, especially women that come to me saying, I want to follow my intuition, but I don't even know where to start. Mm. You know, we're so disconnected from ourselves. And again, we live in this modern world that places so much value above the neck, that all the answers live inside the logical mind and this skull brain. And so, you know, logic and reason and evaluation, we've gotten really good about that, but then we've lost access essentially to all of this wisdom that lives below the neck, which doesn't usually speak English, which usually doesn't come to us between our ears, right? And so in order to be available for that, we have to be able to be in the vessel of our bodies. And, you know, speaking of addiction and hiding, like most people don't really want to do that. You know, for a lot of people, it's sad to say for me that that a lot of people, it's not a safe place to be inside. And so that's so much of what we do in the yoga space and that what I'm able to do with my clients is develop the capacity to be inside of the body, to soften the mechanism of the brain and to be available for the wisdom that lives inside of our tissues, inside of our bones, inside of the flesh, you know, and it might sound a little trippy just to talk about, but, but through the progression of the poses. And I also teach what's called Himalayan Kriya yoga, Mm -hmm. which I like to describe as sort of yoga on steroids. The Sanskrit translation of Kriya is the, um, it's evolution in, pardon me, evolutionary action. It's kind of a mouthful. And so what Kriya does is it gives us this way to move with a lot of intention and to really like facilitate our own growth and evolution over time. And so the the most fun I have with my clients is when I get to work with people that come to my yoga classes and do the one-on-one working with me in coaching space every week because then we really get to eloquently marry the two. Um, But really what I see... I see yoga as a, as a gateway, like the body as a gateway to these deeper places inside of us. So when we can experience something tactilely or we can experience something somatically in our tissues, then it can serve as a blueprint to help us to manifest that or create that or, or, or sort of live that in the deeper layers of the, of the body and the mind and the heart and the spirit. Mm. <clears throat> and this is where we get into the energy side of things, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the energy that's stored in, in our body um, through the emotions that we hold. Uh, and that can actually hold us back if we don't deal with it appropriately. So no doubt yoga would help move some of that through, right? Oh, no doubt at all. <clears throat> and, you know, again, we, we just we're so focused with what we can see, Mm. right? And so we have a hard time validating like the intangible or the ethereal or the metaphysical. It's like, it's like, show me the proof, but really it's like these deep, dark, murky places on the inside. In yoga, we call it the yin and the yang, you know? And the the yang, everyone knows that. That's the poses, that's the, the body, that's the sweat, that's the vinyasa or whatever. But the yin part is, is, is this, the, the quiet part. The, the part where we don't move, where we practice contemplation and, and with the withdrawal of the senses and focus and meditation. So, um, you know, the yoga really bridges the gap from the outer world to the inner world to help us, again, like I said, be with the energy inside so that we can create the change from the inside out. Mm. Oh, you've just summed it up in, in one hit there, Casey. <laughs> 
Now, if people want to uh, find out more about you and get in touch with you and, and actually experience what you have to offer, where can they go? Well, my website is lifecoachingbylotus.com and you can find all my offers right there. But specifically, I have uh, what's called a chakra inventory. And speaking of energy, the chakras are a way for us to sort of interpret the energy and emotion, essentially the inner workings that are happening inside of us. That gives us a metaphysical tool with which to interpret that inner murky data. And so I offer what's called a chakra inventory where we can do a one-on-one sort of consult and we can kind of go through the whole energetic chain and evaluate what's happening for you at each energy center, which will reveal opportunities all in body, mind, and spirit to sort of carve a pathway out of what it is that you don't want and towards more of what you do. So there's a specific link. It's life coaching by Lotus slash chakras that you can sign up for that specifically. And we can start this granular work right now. I love the sound of that. And I remember I did see that in your profile when you mentioned the, the chakra, chakra inventory. And I was like, damn, I could use that. (laughs) Um, Because I, uh, years ago, uh, used to get a lot of uh, sound healing and uh, quite often I'd hold a lot of energy in uh, my solar plexus and, yeah, it was clearing a lot of that and, uh, yeah, I I think my whole chakras need a reboot now. So I think we better have a chat, Casey. (laughs) I would love nothing more. It's such such wonderful information. Now, uh, I've got the last big question for you. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? You're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I used to think that I was searching for healing and wholeness and transformation. And I still believe that that's true. But I think what I'm really searching for is authenticity. Mm. And I think that I hold the belief that if everyone out there in the world, no matter political affiliation, no matter strengths or weaknesses, no matter identification, whatever, whatever it may be, I truly believe that if each person would go live their most authentic, true, and real life, that this world would be a completely different place. Mm. And so I think that mine is a quest for my own authenticity and the embodiment of that and and really facilitating others to break through the conditioning through all these rules that we've inherited from our the people who are responsible for our upbringing, from our religious institutions, from our political systems, to really shed any of those aspects that feel sort of unsheddable and and really step into true authenticity. And I believe that if everyone could taste that for themselves, that this world would be a completely different place. Uh, and I absolutely love that you've said that because I think it's been the theme of my week. It's like you, like you already knew. Um, <laughs> and um, I think uh, under that authenticity is also our intuition, you know, like whether we know what feels right, you know, Um, which you were tapping on before. Um, So I think, you know, having that intuition to know that, yeah, this is me, this is really me and this is all of me um, and I'm not going to make myself shrink or, you know, dull my shine for anyone, 
because that's not authenticity. So that's been the theme this week. So it's amazing that you've picked that up. So well done. <laughs> it was meant to be. It, it was. was. Meant to be. I love that. That's beautiful. Now, Casey, I hope everyone listening is is lining up to uh, make a booking with you because um, I think it will be incredible. And uh, it has also been incredible having you as part of the ethical evolution. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bindi. It's such a joy to be here. I really appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric acid. Electric acid.